First of all, uh, here's an uncomfortable question for you. How many times a day would you say that you pick up your phone and scroll through Facebook for like 10 minutes? If you're being honest, it's probably not uh, zero. In fact, it's uh, probably several times. Uh, no judgment here. I know it's difficult um, to, you know, to see all those food pictures. You got to get to them. You got to know. What did that next person eat? I don't know. Uh, but you have the time, uh, if you're doing that every day, you have the time to call American Financing. If you're paying 4% or more on your mortgage, you're overpaying. And you can get that credit card debt, which is way more than 4%, I'm sure. Uh, you can get rid of that as well. What kind of percentage are they charging you? Uh, well, look, if you are a homeowner, you can solve these problems pretty easily by refinancing your mortgage. And the people at American Financing are the ones that can walk you through what that might look like. They're not in it for the bank. They're in it for you. And they're going to be giving you the kind of deal that can save you hundreds of dollars a month or maybe even a thousand. Call them today. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Biden memoir week, which is exciting because uh, what an upstanding citizen. I want to hear all about what he's been doing. I really do. And so we'll get into some of that. Uh, he talked to 60 Minutes over the weekend. Fascinating in a way. Uh, that and lots more coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Well, I want to tell you about our sponsor. It is uh, Relief Factor. Um, Relief Factor, of course, is, uh, you know, something that Glenn has used for a long time. This is not a new, he's not new to this game uh, for Relief Factor. It's one of those things where he had constant pain, constant pain. And it was an issue that he was dealing with all the time. And he would go and he'd try to do basic things. Uh, he's a big painter, if you don't know that. Um, and he let, he would go to paint. You know, it's not like a painting is it's not like a triathlon. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you're trying. It's just holding a brush and going back and forth. Uh, he couldn't even do things like that. He would go to his ranch, his you know where he would. You know, we always we always talk about Glenn as a fake rancher because he goes there and he does like the outdoorsy thing for the twelve minutes until he gets bored with it, and then uh, and then goes back in the house and you know watches Netflix. But he couldn't even get through that period. Relief Factor changed all that. He was miserable with his back pain and such beforehand, and now he's turned that around. Uh, you can do that, too. If you have pain, you can do that as well. Relief Factor is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com or 800-500-8384 for Relief Factor. Citizen uh, Hunter Biden he was uh, interviewed on 60 Minutes over the weekend. I can't uh, believe he's doing press. It seems ill-advised, Pat. Uh, doesn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hide. I, They're hiding your dad. He's the president of the United States. Why are you out in the press? 
Right. We can't get him to do a friggin' press conference. We're getting stuff from Hunter. Yeah. And he's he's the he's the surviving son that Joe Biden never talks about. It's always it's always about Bo. Yeah. And uh and so it's kind of it's kind of sad in a way. Um although I think he got himself into a lot of this stuff, but uh he was talking about the laptop over the weekend on 60 minutes and you know it just may be that that was hacked by russians or chinese or mongolians i'm not sure who hacked it but somebody might have hacked it uh here's what he was talking about it's on 60 minutes was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that. I, I really don't know. Okay. What? You don't know, yes or no, if the laptop I don't have was any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been so, yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop <laughs> certainly. out there. Yeah, it might be. It could be that no. I was hacked. It could be that it was, the, that it was mm-hmm. Russian intelligence. Could be. It could, could be, be that it was stolen from Martians. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Could have easily mm-hmm. been aliens. Could easily, easily have been Plutonians. Yeah. Or Martians. I don't know which. Uh, Someone from Jupiterians, the Jupiterians, maybe Planet Zarkon, Saturnites could have been Zarkon. The, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. Zarkonians, I think, is what they like to be called. I'm so, well, I'm sorry, I from didn't... the planet Zarkon. Yeah, oh, I was going to say Zarkon uh, Five. Okay, they they just call them people from Zarkon. They yeah. they don't like the Zarkonians. They've been a long. There's a long term war in the in the solar system. Long story short, uh-huh. uh, it could have been Biden's them. Though. A liar. It could have. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, Wait, what? Oh, that was a surprise. Pat, that came out of Pat. nowhere. The laptops come and go. I don't know. Where are all my laptops? They could be anywhere. I, I was walking down the street the other day, bumped into a giant stack of my own laptops. They really? were just all over the streets. How did they get there? Russian I intelligence? I don't know. It could have been anything. Uh, like, this, is, this is one of the worst answers. And this is something he's had months to prepare for. Yeah. What and this mean? is the best you could do is maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't, I don't know. know. Of course it could be. <laughs> I went I went, to, I went to a swimming pool the other day. It was filled with my laptops. <laughs> it was just a giant swimming pool of old laptops. I don't know how they got there. I have so many. Russian hacking? Through, uh, yeah, Russian hacking. Could be Russian hacking. Could be people yeah. from Zarkon. Right. Could be Zarkonians. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, I mean, we're Canadians? <laughs> I don't know the damn Canadians could have done this. I don't know. I don't know, man. All I know is I go through eight to ten laptops a day, and I don't know where they go. They just all disappear and go into various various IT people's hands. And who knows Every how they I get there? Every time I give one to an IT person, I just leave it there. <laughs> could it be mine? Yes. I don't know. I didn't know they could, they could fix laptops. I was just turning them over. I thought it was like a hazardous <laughs> substance. Like, I, a, like a toxic I the, sludge. The geek squad just ate them. That's what I thought they did. That's what I thought. I thought I thought Jeff Fisher worked there, and he just, just ate them when like, they came in. They're so crunchy. I mean, who could resist? I mean, part of this, oh, I, I do appreciate the fact that the question was asked, and I should so I should I. lead with that. Yeah. However, I will say. At, I, I and I argued this during the campaign. I can understand why you would be skeptical, especially if you're in the media, of like Rudy Giuliani coming out with a found laptop a week before an election. Mm-hmm. I can understand why mm-hmm. there'd be skepticism on a story like that. In fact, the storyline of how it got to the IT person that was left there, and then it like it all seemed very questionable. Mm-hmm. All of that being said, no one ever asked hunter biden whether it was his his laptop before the election 
They didn't even say, like, look, okay, I can understand you're not going to confirm or deny every salacious detail here, but can you tell us, did you did you drop off a laptop at this place? I mean, that's a totally legitimate question. Mm-hmm. That if he says no to it, at least you'd say, okay, well, he's denying it completely. They didn't even get him on the record with a denial. Yeah. They right. didn't all they said was, we can't right. believe these tactics. They kept going back to that same well. All these tactics. They're just trying to make a scandal right before the election. Yeah, okay, but did you drop it off with this guy at this address? Were you ever, the, the one that just happens to be a couple miles from the train station you'd be getting off all the time? The one with all of your emails in it? Right. Like, they keep quoting your emails. Uh, how, how, do they, how do they do that? How do they get the video of Russians, you doing things? Uh, Canadians. Deepfake? But I think the Canadians were working with the Russians. <laughs> And the Mexicans, and they went after my lap- laptop and put a whole <laughs> bunch of fake emails in there. Hacked like, them right into it. I mean, I so it's stupid. inexplicable. It's so stupid. And, you, and there's no, I mean, the follow-up of like, could it be yours? Well, how about, you know, could, look, they say you dropped off a laptop. Forget whether this is your laptop or not. Did you drop one off at this place, at this address, with this phone number and this business name? Might have been a good question. Like, can we get... Yeah. And obviously, of course, the real reason he's not answering it is because he did. Mm-hmm. And it was his laptop. And the fact that they actually were banning the New York Post's Twitter account mm-hmm. over a story that obviously, when you watch this interview, was true. I mean, we thought it was true before. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this was his laptop. These things were on his laptop. And they just decided to ignore it. So that at the end of the day, Donald Trump would not be president anymore. I'm not a person who always says that, but like it's clear they saw a narrative from 2016. And I, you know, I I read enough. It's my job to read the left wing media so you don't have to. And I read enough left wing media to see they had constant complaints for the four years of the Donald Trump presidency that they believed. Again, this is insane, but I'm going to lay it out for you. They believe they were too tough on Hillary Clinton in the in the campaign. They believe they gave too much oxygen to various scandals like the email scandal. And they believe the reason Hillary Clinton lost was kind of their fault because they, they decided to be, in their view, honest and cover these emerging scandals that were being talked about and, and that were out there like the email scandal. And so they believe this time we can't let that happen again. And you, some of them talked about it outwardly, that like when the, when the when the right comes up with their scandal last minute, we need to ignore it because last time we did it, and look what happened. That is the way they viewed 2016. So in 2020, mm. so when this it was came successful up, for them too. they did exactly mm. what they said they were going to do for four years: completely ignore mm. it and not even try to vet whether it was a real scandal or not. And now here we are, a year after, six months after the election, and. They are now admitting that they should have been asking those questions. Why are they asking them now? Why are they bothering with it now? Now that the guy's already president of the United States, now you're going to ask the question about the laptop? They were so invested in removing Donald Trump with any means necessary that they just intentionally ignored this. They did. They they mm-hmm. talked about it. They admitted it. And they executed that uh, way of doing business without shame. Without shame. And here you see that obviously the ramifications of that is it worked. 
Donald Trump isn't yeah, president did. anymore. So you know that that's going to be their plan every time now. <laughs> you got to believe it. They're just going to ignore any scandal uh, that is coming from the left. They just won't pay any attention to it. They won't give it any oxygen. Uh, it did work this time. It's hard to argue with that. They didn't talk about they didn't talk about Hunter Biden at all. In yep. fact, they made it a conspiracy theory. Yeah. If you believed anything was wrong with him, that he did anything wrong in Ukraine or China or this laptop thing, if you believe any of it, it was just a big conspiracy theory. Well, now all of a sudden they're starting to look into some of it and they're finding out that the guy's a bald-faced liar mm-hmm. and a drug addict who maybe he doesn't remember because he was so drug-addled. <laughs> maybe maybe he doesn't know because he was so wiped out on drugs. He he admitted that he relapsed as, as late as during the campaign last year. Mm. During the campaign. And this sucks, man. I mean, this is a tough thing for anybody yeah. to deal with. And, and terrible, I'm sure it is. You know, I'm sure it's hard for Joe Biden to deal with. His son sure is. is a disaster. Yeah. His son is a disaster. And that's not easy to deal with. It's but it not. is it is easy for the media to deal with something like this. I mean, this is a guy who is returning rental cars with lines of drugs still, still on the dashboard. on it. <laughs> and do your drugs when you rent a car. Well, do all the he drugs. He left a line or two for uh, for the nice rental company people. Like a tip? Yeah, like a tip. <laughs> yeah, I left you, Snort whatever's left on you the a dashboard. couple of lines of coke there, so enjoy that, won't you? <laughs> he's had a really <laughs> tough time. He's been impregnating strippers all around the nation. Exactly. Uh, he's been on like the impregnate stripper tour. Uh, <laughs> he's been involved with his, you know, with his brother's widow. Oh my gosh, it really his is brother's ugly. widow's sister. And then the stripper in Arkansas with the baby. Look, family, family stuff can be really difficult. And, I, and you know, they've had a kid die. There really is a, a rough road here for the for the Biden family over the years. I mean, this has been a, yeah. a really rough, bumpy, yes. ugly road. And it's not about, even though at times we may mock Hunter Biden, it's really not about that. It's about the media holding them responsible for their criminal actions. Did they occur? We don't know because no one asked the questions. You know, you could go through uh, Peter Schweizer's book and see a lot of things that I would call criminal. Oh, and they're all like documented. Bunch of things. Yeah. I mean, and he, not just with Hunter, mm-hmm. but like the whole family. The whole the family. Whole stinking family. His brother is another big one in that. His brother, uh, his daughter. Yeah. It's all over the place in that family. Uh, yeah. There's lots of corruption. They've been using power in ways that I don't feel comfortable with for a very long time. That is the me- the media's job is to ask those questions and not wait till April. Mm-hmm. You don't ask the question in April. I mean, it's better than not asking it at all, I suppose. But you don't wait till April. This came out before the election. This should have been talked about, mm-hmm. and everybody on earth should have been aware of whether this was Hunter Biden's laptop or not, and everything that was on it. And just let the American people decide. Then that would have been nice. Yeah. If the American the American people had the information and they were able to decide whether or not it mattered to them, but that's the problem. They chose wrong last time. Yeah, and we can't let them yeah, choose again true. because they chose wrong last time. That's right. the way they view this, and it is. It's not true. a way to get you real information. I'll tell you that. All right, uh, let's talk to you about our uh, sponsor. This half hour is Patriot Mobile. Uh, there's nothing I love bang, uh, paying more than uh, for phone service than you need to. I know that's a huge. The people just love doing it. You know, it's just like just like mm-hmm. when you have like 12, 15, 18 laptops a day just thrown into a, a swimming pool. People just love to pay more 
for, of course, their cell phone service. It wasn't that long ago. You didn't really have much of a choice, honestly. Uh, there was the big few companies. They had all the cell phone towers. And if you decided to go with something like, you know, Bob's local cell phone service, you were probably going to get a pair of tin cans and string. But it's not like that anymore. Uh, these days, everyone's on the same towers. So you have more options. And the best among these options is Patriot Mobile. Not only is it cheaper, but when you make the switch, a portion of your bill goes to conservative causes and none of it goes to Hunter Biden's, you know, pocketbook or his laptops or his, his, his family corruption scam. Uh, this month, you can get free premiere activation where they set up the phone for you and they uh, get you a, a special gift with the code BECK. Use the code BECK to get the special gift. The same service, a lot lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. It's PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Or call 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT for Patriot Mobile at PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, something I know you love is high-speed rail, Stu. Uh, I think you're going to be oh, it's one of my faves. happy to hear mm-hmm. that the federal government's serious about spending some more money on high-speed rail, mm-hmm. and Texas could be among the beneficiaries. Oh, the beneficiaries yeah. is an interesting framing of that. Isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the recent interest in investing in bullet trains... Capable of going 200 miles per hour or faster, because oh, I can't again. imagine any kind of vehicle going faster than 200. No, you wouldn't. I mean, you, like a something that, I don't know, went, went through the air at like five or off the ground? Miles. Yeah, off the ground. Oh, Pat, what's a yeah. floating I do. A floating it doesn't float. It actually soars. Soars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a jet speeds. What, are they going to be like a bird? You're going to have a of, bird in the sky like a, flying all over the place? Yeah. How would you? Uh, yeah, isn't that weird? We already have high speed travel. It's called an airplane. airplane. <laughs> By the way, it's cheaper a it's lot of times than, than, than high the speed rail where it does travel. exist. Mm-hmm. And it goes 300 miles per hour slower than the airplane. Yes, I've yeah. noticed that as well. Okay, so you pay more, and you get there in a longer period of time. It's a trade-off, really, because you pay more, but mm-hmm. you get less. So you, it's really, which one do <laughs> yeah. you go with there? I don't know. <laughs> the good thing, though, is I like how it, it stops all traffic mm-hmm. in hundreds of points across the route. Okay. That's really beneficial. Yeah. And like, let's just say that there a new population center uh, pops up. You can't get people access to it. You know, when, when that's what a really nice benefit of it as well. Now, well, with unless plane, you spend hundreds you, of billions of dollars to get them access to that new place. Yeah, you could do that, you and that's what that. they're going to do. And with a plane, you could just, of course, build a big <laughs> patch of of, uh, of asphalt? Con- asphalt in the middle yeah, of a field. You could, and, and we plane, have. And we have, all over the country. Uh-huh. Uh, you could do that with a plane. <laughs> but you know what? Let's go back, because you know what was great? Late 1800s. It was fantastic. What a great it time. It doesn't make any sense it, it, uh, i don't know why we're so envious of japan's system do you know that they've got uh, bullet trains that go 200 miles an hour so what yeah do you know we have planes that go 500 miles yeah. an hour you know that yeah, that's faster right? yeah, does it's anyone faster. understand that that's, and like <laughs> a I, lot faster so i we both lived in a area of the country the only place in the country where 
train travel really makes even the most moderate amount of sense and it's only because it's a very old place Mm -hmm. in the northeast and they built them back at a time where they didn't have other types of transportation that were so easily accessible right Uh, but they're already there so they continue to run them and you and i used to take the train in every day first of all it sucks Mm-hmm. okay it's not a fun experience mm-hmm. it's not a, at all i don't know like people think this you know they watched polar express once and they think it's fun it's not fun tom hanks isn't there he, he never shows up really? he never grants wishes oh, that's disappointing <laughs> it's not it that's really isn't fun and you don't wind up at the north pole no. either do you? no no you wind up at penn, penn station, station which is like wait i don't want to be here no it's <laughs> terrible uh and you know it's not this like romantic experience and people are like, oh, man, imagine you're just taking a train across the country and seeing all that scenery. Yeah, that sucks. That's dumb. You the shouldn't do that. The train goes through the worst parts of town it goes and the, the worst parts of everywhere. It goes uh, to the worst parts so. of town. And it, it also, you're going, when it is going 200 miles an hour, you can't see any scenery. <laughs> now, it doesn't ever go 200 miles an hour. We should be clear. They built the Acela mm-hmm. uh, on existing lines, which is, the, again, the only reason it even came close to making sense. And still, like, it goes top speed for, like, 10 miles on the route between Boston and Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the issue with high-speed rail. The biggest issue about high-speed rail is all the people advocating for it live in this corridor. This New York to Washington corridor. Yeah. And so they're constantly on the train between media visits and and, and Congress. They're going back and forth and back and forth. Obviously, as everyone knows, Joe Biden took Amtrak every day uh, back to Delaware and now he's president. So now trains are trains are an ancient technology. They they don't work. I mean, this is the same thing with with um, with light rail, which is another thing that cities love to do. We're going to build light rail, and we're going to build <laughs> it all over the place, and people are going to love it. They're going to ride it like crazy. And as with, without exception, without exception, these pla- these light rail systems hemorrhage money and cost tons of people who never ride them a lot of money. Because they're all subsidized, mm-hmm. and then people who are driving on the other side of the city and never even come close to a station that's a for, a, a for light rail, they wind up paying for the you know young professional who wants to go out drinking until 2 a.m. and doesn't want to have to get an Uber. Now, of course, mm-hmm. remember, light rail was dumb forever. Now, with Uber, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And they're going to continue to pour money into it on this idea that it's going to help the climate, which it is not. It doesn't help the climate. It doesn't do any of the things promised. You mean with the exception of DART, right? The Dallas area oh rapid gosh. transit, which <laughs> I saw three people on it in the last probably six months. Combined. Combined. Not on one train. No, not on one train. Okay, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So your dog doesn't know the difference between healthy and unhealthy food. They'll eat whatever they can get their hands on or paws on. But uh, your dog's body does understand that difference. When you're feeding him dry kibble food, for instance, uh, his body is telling him that, that everything he's eating is dead because kibble food has to be sterilized for a long shelf life. The dog's body knows that it's missing out on key things that it needs, like vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants, all, the, all those fancy things that are healthy and I never probably eat. Uh, but it's stuff you need to be healthy and happier, so your dog needs it as well. A lot of cases, uh, this is you know Glenn's dog, uh, Uno, just wouldn't want to eat anything at all. 
which is strange because it's a very scary dog. Uh, the guy uh, we've talked about before, uh, Dennis Black, he's a doctor. He decided to take this problem on and created a product called the Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog food and the dogs go crazy for it. Uh, they want to eat. They, and they get a, they're getting all the healthy stuff that they actually need. Uh, check it out. If you get a free bag right now of Rough Greens uh, to your dog or, uh, you know, I mean, this all you have to do is pay for shipping on it. Go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Call today. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Promo code GLEN. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the phone number. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. Uh, so, looking at this vaccine situation in Florida has been fascinating to watch. Sixty Minutes ran a big expose, and it's clear now the media has decided Ron DeSantis is a front runner for president in twenty twenty four. This is now they're just doing anything they can to sink this guy at this point. They've decided they need to make sure they take him down before he can get started. Mm-hmm. Because, and you look at DeSantis, who's a guy who's elected in very narrow uh, election in Florida, mm-hmm. very close election, and has seemingly done really well. I mean, it's really hard to, to, to look at his performance and, and say anything other than that. They, mm-hmm. they kept things largely open. They sort of led uh, the country. And, and, you know, we should be clear here. They, they, they didn't exactly leave. I mean, they had a mask mandate, but they lifted it in September where it took Texas, just did it, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, they, they, were, they leaned freedom. Let's put it that way. They leaned freedom when dealing with the coronavirus and with a very elderly population, one of the oldest populations in, in America, finished sort of a middle of the pack for for covid results as far as deaths per million and many other measures which is impressive i mean i remember when florida's first started having an outbreak early on in miami and and in other areas and it was thought to be like this is going to be really bad because they do have an older population Mm -hmm. and if this starts spreading like crazy the most vulnerable people are going to be very vulnerable well it didn't wind up turning out that way and florida performed really well and desantis you know i've heard him uh, discussed as a professionalized Trump, right? Where he does a lot of the things Trump does. But, you know, Donald Trump, for, for all the things he does really well, was also very interested in, like, calling people on MSNBC ugly, right? Like, that's not mm-hmm. what Ron DeSantis does. He's, 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 he loves mixing it up with the media. He goes back and forth with them all the time. But it's usually more about issues rather than, you know, people's appearances and and the sort of stuff that like Trump as an entertainer, Trump as a media personality got into a lot. People like DeSantis because he brings a lot of the same policies, a lot of the same things to the table. But he doesn't he doesn't go down those those sort of outlier roads that would make that made a lot of even Trump voters uncomfortable. A lot of the tweeting. Yeah, you know, he doesn't he doesn't participate in. And it's not like he's like understated. DeSantis likes to mix it up, mm-hmm. but he usually is doing it based on issues of governance where Trump, you know, a lot of times obviously was much more interested or, you know, as interested in just mixing it up and fighting with the media. You know, DeSantis likes fighting with the media, but he's usually doing it over something, some sort of policy thing. So this happened with 60 Minutes over the weekend. This is, let me give you this clip. This is, uh, they're trying to figure out basically why Ron DeSantis used Publix, which is a big grocery store chain in Florida, as a distribution center for the vaccine. Now, 
if you've ever lived in Florida, this would strike you as like super obvious. Like there's a Publix on every corner of every street in between. If you are on a residential street and there's six houses on it, the last lot is filled with the Publix. That's how it works in Florida, which is a grocery store, right? It's a grocery it's a, store. Yeah. It's like a Kroger or Albertsons. Yep. It just it's just it's really dominant in florida really dominant in florida no very well known for their very uh very good sub sub sandwiches uh that uh certainly didn't add to my weight gain while living uh in florida and there's one right around the corner from 970 wfla our tampa affiliate and we would go there i mean i'm pretty sure that's mostly what's responsible for jeffy's size was the the, <laughs> the, the proximity there. of mm. that Publix to 970 wfla okay. So here is a 60 Minutes with a, I mean, they dug deep on this one. We can't get Hunter Biden to be asked a question about his laptop before the election, but they dug deep into this Ron DeSantis Publix controversy this weekend. Let's listen. So why did the governor choose Publix? <gasps> Campaign finance reports obtained by 60 Minutes show that weeks before the governor's announcement, what? Publix donated $100,000 to his political oh, action committee, whoa. friends of Ron DeSantis. Oh my gosh. Julie Jenkins Fancelli heiress to the public's fortune, has given $55,000 to the governor's PAC in the past. And in November, Fancelli's brother-in-law, Hoyt R. Barnett, a retired Publix executive, donated $25,000. Oh, my god! Publix did not respond to our request for comment about the donations. Governor DeSantis is up for re-election next year. Oh, I imagine Governor DeSantis's office would say, look, we privatized the rollout because it's more efficient. And it works better. It hasn't worked better for people of color. That's true. Before, mm -hmm. I could call uh, mm -hmm. the uh -huh. public health director. She would answer my calls. Uh, but now, oh. if I want uh, to get my constituents' information uh -huh. about how to get this vaccine, I have to call a lobbyist from Publix. That makes no sense. They're Wait, not accountable what? to the what? public. Wait, Distributing what? vaccines is lucrative. Under federal guidelines, Publix, like any other private company, can charge Medicare $40 a shot to administer the vaccine. Okay, there is so much packed into that clip, it could take us a whole show to go through. First of all, the idea that Ron DeSantis is choosing how to distribute the vaccine based on $100,000 <laughs> of donations <laughs> hey, that's what, split over multiple yeah, years? Come on. Like, this come is on. insanity. Why on earth would he care Wait, about that? If it's that? $100 million, maybe that's influencing him a little bit, but yeah. $100,000? Right. <laughs> Big deal. Now, of course, as and this has been talked about by public health <laughs> officials for a very long time, in that if you put if you put the vaccine availability in places that people are familiar with and go to off often anyway, they're more likely to get it, mm -hmm. right? Like if you need to go mm -hmm. to the, what did he say? Oh, before I could go to the public health director and they'd answer my calls. Well, who? not mine. Right. I've, I've never talked to a public health director before. It's much easier. Public is much more accountable to me than a public health director. They don't even know. They don't know mm -hmm. who I am. I go to Publix. I go and I, I buy food there. They have to keep their customers happy. They are very accountable to the people. And people are in there all the time are going to see signs for, hey, you can get the vaccine here. I mean, I, you know, every year when the flu vaccine and I, I, I'm somebody who gets the flu vaccine, typically, usually what happens is I'm in CVS and I see the sign. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to get that. I might as well get it now. That's usually how I get it because I'm just there mm -hmm. and I'm like, I remember that it's there. And I so I go and get the flu vaccine. Now, again, this is something that is non-controversial. CVS is distributing 
the vaccines for COVID all across the country. Walgreens is doing it. Why are they doing it that way? Well, people go into those places. It's not like it's not like trying to like if you have to file a, a government form like to change your address or or to um, to uh, the typical stuff that you have to go to town hall for to, you know, even sometimes to register to vote or one of those things. It's much more arduous than going to the place you go to all the time i never know where to go you go in the you go in the town hall there's all these different buildings they all have none of it's none of it's self-explanatory it's always a difficult process to deal with government so instead they put them in walgreens so you just walk up there and say hey uh you know I have my appointments today get the shot get some you know hostess products and walk out <clears throat> because those are healthy mm-hmm. so completely understandable and happening all over the nation Florida is not the only one that is distributing vaccine this way in major consumer centers. That's what the concept is. Go to a place where people are already. You don't have to spend millions of dollars advertising because they're going to walk by the signs all the time. So this goes on. Uh, they, they, they try to lock down DeSantis on this obvious scandal, <laughs> which is just Completely. He's getting outrageous sums of money from these people. Yeah, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Oh, we should also mention when he goes, "Oh, it's not working for people of color." If you don't know uh, Publix, the whites only grocery store. Uh, <laughs> is they, it? Yeah, they do I not didn't realize that was legal. But yeah, no, yeah, they don't not allow Florida? black people inside oh, of boy. Publix. Dang, uh, you know, bastards! Just, what are you? T- Why? Why you, do black people? I know they can't get IDs. They apparently can't get to grocery stores either. Well, that, no, they all live in food deserts. Food deserts. We found that out from Michelle. <laughs> That's right. Which, by the way, is not uh, accurate either. We went uh, around Texas. This is back in when we were, I was doing a show. That I loved. Oh, there's such so fun. a great. Oh, when so you fun. were doing the food deserts yes. in Dallas, it was called. We did a segment called Deserted, and it was on the show I did on for the Blaze called The Wonderful World of Stew, which is a weekly show. So we get to have a little more time to do uh, production uh, on mm-hmm. these things. So we would go out on the field, and I would go. I would find food deserts. <laughs> In, in Texas. And they were actually designated, designated as, as food such. deserts. And then I would go yeah. visit all the grocery stores inside the food desert. <laughs> because without fail, they would always have not just one, but multiple grocery stores inside in what they called the food desert. Unbelievable. And it just, these are just straight out lies. They would say that, you know, they have, because they put out a map. And they said, this is where all the food deserts are. And I'm like, I'm standing in one. I went to one that had a, um, a, a Target superstore was a full grocery store inside. A Walmart superstore with an entire grocery store uh, uh, store inside. A Sam's Club, which has lots of the same types of things, uh, and an an Eatsies, which is like more of a I don't know, like a craft sort of grocery mm-hmm. store that had you know it's not a grocery store. It has some prepared foods, but it has like a mix of things. But you couldn't but, get like fresh produce at any of those places. All of them, right? I think you get fresh produce at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what and like some of the some of the places didn't have like you know unhealthy processed snack foods like Eatsies wouldn't have something like that mm-hmm. but you could get that Walmart at Target would Walmart would Target would yeah uh, so all these things and they were it's a it's like a I can't be more than a, 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 a square mile for sure it's much less than that I mean these are, these are things that like you could drive for, to all four of these places within three minutes they're that close to each other and they're inside the food desert. 
And so we went and visited them. And we're like, look, we can't find any produce here. And so that's all over the place. Which is, of course, why they don't talk about food deserts anymore. I guess not. Because there really aren't any. <laughs> not I, in America. Now, look, if you're in the middle of nowhere in a rural area, like sometimes uh, maybe. that's the case. But that's not yeah. the way they... they but that's not, yeah, that's not how they define it. No. They're talking about urban areas where you can't get fresh food. And the idea, once again, is these evil corporations don't like minorities, so they don't put grocery stores near mm-hmm. minorities. Apparently, minority money... Is not effective to as a as a uh, yeah, they incentive. Don't they don't want it, which is ridiculous. These places are all over they, the place. They're all over the place. And they don't care where their money comes from. No, they don't care. They don't care. Uh, so here is uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, they're trying to trap him on this. We know the reason why you gave these vaccines <laughs> to Publix is because of this. Listen to this clip. It's amazing. We wanted to ask Governor DeSantis about the deal. But he declined our request for an interview. Oh, no. We caught up with him south of Orlando. Publix, as you know, donated $100,000 to your campaign. And then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination. In so Palm first Beach. of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. How, how is that not pay to that, play? That's a fake narrative. I met with the county mayor. Mm. I met with the administrator. I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County. And I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. But Melissa McKinley, the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the public's deal. Oh, well, then that's... It's pay to play, It's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative. And you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. Well, I, I and so like, it's clearly not. Isn't there the nearest no, public? No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. Away. You're wrong. Yes, that's sir. That's actually a fact. Okay, so this is, first of all, you could see the, the Trump, why, why Trump fans like DeSantis. Like, he yeah. doesn't care. He's just yeah. going to freaking fire back at you over these things. Uh, of course, they also edited that clip. I don't know if we have, do we have full time to run this? Let's just let's, let's listen to some of this. This is the full uh, clip and the exchange with DeSantis. Much of this hit the cutting room floor on 60 Minutes. You know, Here's the initial question. And about one hundred thousand dollars. So first of all, that what you're saying is wrong. That's that that's a fake narrative. So first of all, when we did the the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens, okay. and they had a long term so, care mission. So they were going so to the long term care wrong. facilities. They got vaccine in the middle of December. They started going to the long term care facilities the third week of December to do LTCs. All so that out. was their mission. Mm-hmm. That was very important, and we trusted them to do that. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So yes, you had the counties, you had some drive-through sites, you had hospitals that were doing a lot, but we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart, obviously CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission. Mm. And we said, we're gonna, we're gonna use you as soon as you're done with that. For the Publix, they were the first one to raise their hand, say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is a way to go? And it was 100% positive. So we expanded it and then folks liked it. And I can tell you, if you look at a place like Palm Beach County, they were kind of struggling at first in terms of the senior numbers. I went, I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County and I said, 
here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the Publix. We can do this. Now, back up, they calculated this part, back that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. 90%. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So we did that. And what ended up happening was you had 65 Publix in Palm Beach. Palm Beach is one of the biggest counties, one of the most elderly counties. We've done almost 75% of the seniors in Palm Beach. Okay. And the reason so, is because you... So, wow. so first of all, two things you take from this. Number one, he doesn't go from zero to f- arguing with her at all. She's He explains it very calmly. She mm-hmm. keeps firing back and eventually mm-hmm. it escalates. They only put that part in. They skip the part where 90% of people live within a mile of a public... <laughs> <laughs> which is an incredible statistic. Yeah. Uh, they skip mm. all of that and they make it look like he was uh, giving this just to Publix for these donations when, as he lays out clearly, CVS and Walgreens had it first. And by the way, they still have it. So if you don't have a Publix nearby, you have a CVS or a Walgreens, most likely. It really is. I mean, the media just, they don't even care anymore. They're not they even trying. But they a ridiculous don't. segment from 60 Minutes. <laughs> All right, I want to paint you a picture of peace of mind. If you're planning to buy or sell a home in the near future, or both, this is especially for you. Your real estate agent comes to the door, comes in, sits down with you. You talk for a little bit about the house, what your goals are, what's realistic, what's not, all of that. Then he pulls out his phone and a piece of paper and proceeds to pull up the names of every single person you're going to need to get the job done and done right. Knows all the best people and writes them down for you. And you realize, and not for the last time in this process, that you didn't just get a real estate agent. You got a partner, someone who's going to see this thing through all the way and make sure that you get the best possible outcome. That's what Glenn envisioned when he created realestateagentsitrust.com. It's his company. And that's what we have today. In fact, it's much bigger and much better than it was even at the start. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get more information, whether you're buying or selling a home. Get the best price. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program.